0: Brian Darty, Senior Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Recruiting Program Manager at MathWorks, knows a thing or two about effective recruiting. He's been at it now for over 10 years, and today pulls back the curtain on some of the most pressing topics on students' minds. In part two of this episode, Brian joins Jay Roby from the Graduate Center for Career Development to share his thoughts on key topics such as LinkedIn, generative AI, and changing jobs and trends on the horizon. we shift gears a little bit and talk about LinkedIn. Sure. Um, that's an area that um, obviously is, is a big focus uh, for both recruiters as well as our students. We um, press really uh, quite a bit with our students about the importance of, of that tool. Should, should a student spend more time, would you say, on their LinkedIn profile versus their resume, just given the immense focus by the recruiting world to find candidates using the LinkedIn platform?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a it's a really good question, and LinkedIn is the number one tool for recruiters um, worldwide, right? It's just being leveraged every day, all day, to create projects. So what that is is recruiters on the back end to give some insights. They cr- we we call them projects, and essentially we'll bring in a list of qualifications and skills and attributes. Um, whether it's years of experience, job titles, um, languages—if you're, you know, if you're—we're um, looking for somebody who's multilingual, or languages—if we're looking for someone who has um, coding languages, and so many other ways that we're building these projects to give us the uh, a talent pool, if you will, that's manageable for for us as recruiters to start to target and engage with with talent. So okay a way to synthesize and and shrink a talent pool. So I say that because, and so that's one piece of how we get to our target talent pools. The other way that us as recruiters are doing pretty neat things in LinkedIn are we're sending um, these in-mail campaigns and job advertisements. So in-mail campaigns, again, is we identify key attributes of the type of profile we're looking for based on skills, user experience, background and things of that nature. And then we're able to craft emails that are sort of generic, um, but that are specific enough where you know the recipient on the other end believe it's really for them. And it's basically a way, again, to target a talent pool. Those are two different ways. The third way is the job advertisement campaign tool, which we use, which is to flash jobs on the right-hand side of your profile when you log into LinkedIn, Or when you're scrolling down in your newsfeed and you might see a job that ties to, you know, what you might be looking for based on your background and your skills. So I say all those things because our recruiters are using LinkedIn in so many different dynamic ways. And that's just three examples that you have to have your LinkedIn profile updated and you have to add more to your LinkedIn profile, your resume. While your resume is most likely going to be one to two pages long, your LinkedIn profile can be ongoing. You can add a lot more skills, a lot more competencies, a lot more behavioral based competencies as well to your LinkedIn profile. You can have your cover letter written there and your about me section. So, oftentimes, recruiters aren't reading cover letters these days. Studies show cover letters are becoming less and less of a tool to evaluate because recruiters are having to work in and work through things so much faster so i would encourage you to continue to create a cover letter but also have that on your about me section where it really talks about who you are you know in the type of roles you're looking for and there's also ways to show your engagement right so be active on linkedin that's another way where you can get in front of hiring managers and recruiters in different ways. So yeah, LinkedIn is is probably the most critical piece um, to allow you to get your next role. Wonderful. And do do you think that the sort of the
0: the days of the paper based uh, CV, you know, the paper based resume are going to
1: to disappear pretty soon? I do. I think I I I really do. You want to have your resume accessible um, on the cloud. You want to have it. Quickly available for upload, download, email, and and in 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 ways that you can share it through technology. Really at a, at a, at a, at a, at your fingertips. Um, you, the days of collecting paper resumes are 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 pretty much gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, these are great great insights uh, about leveraging that tool because you know we're all living on it, and I know that there's a recruiter specific. Product, you know, that 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 is geared for the recruiter out there, and uh, yeah. so it was really helpful to hear you talk about, you know, from the recruiter standpoint, some of the different ways that you go about starting to to create your pool, whether it's you know That's a right. long pool that eventually you funnel down and becomes the narrow pool.
1: That's right. So the more things you're able to add on LinkedIn, Jay, the the, the higher likelihood you'll be roped into one of these talent pools and targeted and marketed to, right, for your candidacy. So, Excellent.
0: So one of the newer tools, generative AI, which I know you're familiar with. Love uh, it. That is one of the latest tools, as you know, to take yes. the world by storm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is your opinion on candidates' usage of this as a, as a research tool to help them with cover letters and interview preparation and et cetera. And then sort of as a part two of that question, how are HR offices using um, tools like chat, GPT, et cetera?
1: Um, yes. Gen- I mean, generative generative, generative AI, you know, if you will, generative AI is, um, it's here to stay. And, you know, my advice and the advice that I'm, I'm hearing from many other HR professionals around the globe and business professionals is leverage generative AI tools. Get to know them, become comfortable with them and uh, dive into their capabilities and learn how you could go about what you need to do, whether it's creative, whether whether it's you're working on a project, whether it's you're working on your resume, whether it's preparing for an interview, whether it's uh, preparing to write a cover letter, leverage generative AI tools to help you craft the best version of whatever that is, right? We always, we're always, as as humans, we've always found ways to use tools to help us do things better. This is no different, right? This is just another tool that has been created to help humans do things a little bit more efficient, uh, a, a little bit more um, stronger and better and faster, right? So, the 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 thing that we want to be mindful of is as we're using these new tools like any new tool we have to understand what is the what is the downstream impact am i using this tool to help upskill myself or am i using this tool to replace what i what i'm doing right so if you're using the tool to create your resume and you're you're dumping information into you know let's say chat gpt and you're you know, potentially, let's give an example here, real clear example. You might grab a job description offline. You might dump it into a generative AI tool and put then put in your current resume and say, create a resume that ties to the actual job description of the role. And the generative AI tool will present you a new resume that has significant correlations to the current job description. Where you can go wrong is by not double-checking all of that information. Fact-checking. Is this a clear and true representation of my skills and qualifications and what I've done? What do I need to change and adjust to ensure that this is actual factual-based information that I feel confident in presenting and applying for this role with this new resume? You're always going to need to fact-check. You're going to need to fine-tune and go through things. It should not be the end-all be-all, but you should definitely be using generative AI tools um, as part of your tool belt. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is super useful. I mean, uh, I think
0: we're scratching the surface, right? In yes. About uh, its capabilities and, and how it can be used. And, and how are HR offices using tools like ChatGPT?
1: Yes. Um, so, how we've, I have one example of how we're using it. And the recent example is a recruiter had hired several candidates for a particular position, right? Over the course of uh, of a few months. And what we noticed was the candidates all came from different diverse backgrounds and experiences. So we wanted to know what was it about these three profiles that were similar? So what we did was we took all three resumes we put them into uh chat GPT and we asked chat GPT to identify similarities across all profiles. And we asked, and then at that point it's, you know, it'll, it'll generate exactly what we're asking for within seconds. You can also ask uh, chat GPT, what is different? What stands out? What are, the, what are the different attributes that are individual across these three profiles? Then from there, we can then ask GPT to create a new job description. Can you create a different job description based on these key attributes uh, and the similarities and the differences that we're seeing across these profiles that we've recently hired for. So there's just, that's just one example around how we can recreate a job description potentially or identify, you know, potential talent pools with, with, Skills that might not be reflective um, within all three profiles very clear, but the but the um, AI can really bring that to life. Some other ways are um, there could be um, a projects or uh, I'll give you sorry I'll give you one other example around a communication plan. You know we're rolling out a large scale diversity equity inclusion strategy across the entire company. It's going to go to sixty five hundred staff members, and We're creating what that communication and what that message is, there are some key things that we want to make sure get hit on. So we're using generative AI tools to draft our communication and to see how the generative AI tool will then provide us with um, either an updated version, we can add things like can you speak from an executive perspective in these key areas, can you use different synonyms, can you provide us. With a you know um, a meaningful quote that would be found online from uh, from from somebody um, that's been a civil rights leader, right? So there's different ways in which we can quickly. Oftentimes, we've used to go to Google and type things in to do a lot of our research. We go to the books. We would you know go to articles. You can use AI to scour the web to find those things that would normally take us several hours, um, if not days you know, in a team to go through online and do our research. Now AI can instantaneously provide us with those questions that we're all asking ourselves. So it's great.
0: I had a student uh, recently who, um, for whom English is not his first language, and he said, you know, I actually have been uh, starting to, to utilize these tools to help me um, draft emails like better, you know, yeah. more sound emails, more professional sounding emails. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting to see how people will be leveraging it. So, with the increasing popularity of uh, mm-hmm. generative AI, will companies change how mm-hmm. they handle the in office portion of interviews to ensure candidates are who they claim to be? Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, implementing uh, more writing samples due to the ability of candidates to say use a tool like Chat ChatGPT to draft cover letters.
1: You know, um, I I do see a a shift happening. Exactly how that shift plays out is still so very new. Like these these tools are are, you know, we're just scratching the surface to understand the capabilities, and they're constantly being updated. I think the biggest piece is. Just beyond just to be honest that you're leveraging Ai because you want to stay up to date with the latest technology trends. I think companies that are on the forefront of technology are, are advocating for the use of these tools are encouraging the use of these tools because it's proven that you can move faster and more efficiently so whether you're creating a cover letter or whether you're creating an email communication and companies, you know, and interview teams might start to implement some sort of, you know, way to identify your inter- your your email skills if you will or your written communication skills. If it were me, I would let the the hiring manager or the interview the recruiter know, I'm going to leverage a, a new tool, a chat GPT or generative AI tool to craft this to ensure that i'm creating the best email communication that i possibly can i'm going to use that tool as my design review if you will as my draft as my as somebody is instead of sending it to you know a friend or a colleague or a hire or you know my manager to review a final draft i'm going to use a generative ai tool to use that as a draft and then i still would go to my manager to see to make sure that i'm not missing anything yeah. but it's you know, it's one of those things where um, we, can't be, we can't be shy and we can't um, hide the fact that we're using these tools. And companies are gonna find ways, of course, to, to ensure that you are presenting um, yourself uh, it, authentically. And if you're using AI tools and you're talking about the use of AI tools and how it's helping you and, and why others should be also leveraging it, then you're presenting yourself authentically. Great, excellent. Um, so speaking of shifts,
0: uh, many of our students are job changers. Yes, they're wanting to shift from one sector to another. Is there a greater shift that's happening right now from experience-based hiring to hiring based on transferable skills?
1: There, there, there really is. Jay, um, transferable skills is the is the is a buzzword that's that's been around for some time, but it's really starting to become a part of the everyday conversation. Um, and that's transferable skills allows everyone in the organization to really identify, you know, who who, who is the best person for this position, not based on the specific company they might have worked for, not based on maybe the specific, you know, roles and responsibility in their very previous position, but what are those skills that we could use as a company across different verticals and different in different teams. So, you know, it really brings to life the the transferability even within the organization. How you know how candidates and and talent is able to adjust and adapt and grow within the organization and go to different parts of the organization as opposed to staying within potentially one track within the organization, which is which is not fair, right? It's not fair to the organization if there's only one lateral movement or upward movement based on, um, you know, past skills or specific experiences, um, rather than looking at somebody holistically around all of the different skills they might bring to to the organization and and how um, that. You know, those transferable skills, whether it's technical, non-technical, communication, written, verbal, all of those different attributes, creative thinking and uh, adaptability, collaboration, all those different skills, how they can be brought to life and help somebody um, and help the team really, help the organization continue to innovate and develop and grow um, is, is critical. So transferable skills is what we're looking for and finding ways to pull that out is going to be critical um, for you as a candidate when you're when you're interviewing and talking about how your skills are transferable across different areas within the business mm-hmm.
0: excellent yeah i know you're i mean it's so it's so core to whether or not that person is going to be successful you know they either you sort of either have those skills or or you don't and right. uh, you know i say to my students you know people are, are very oftentimes hired for one of three reasons: their their knowledge, their experience, or their skills, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or ideally a combination of, of of all three. And and you just right. highlighted, um, you know, very eloquently why that's so important. Um, okay, well we're we're getting close to the end here. I do have one more question for you. Sure. As we kind of look on the horizon
1: yeah.
0: to twenty twenty four. What what are some any any trends that you that come to mind any kind of big hiring trends or even if you see some of those trends there that could potentially be happening you know while we're still in 2023 um, kind of curious if anything comes to mind for you
1: a few things do come to mind jay and one is the emphasis on diversity equity inclusion um, in hiring practices so you know what i mean by that is there's a lot of new questions that are being added into interviews, uh, whether you're an individual contributor or you're going for a manager position. And it's really bringing to life, you know, how you've implemented inclusive practices, as an example, Mm -hmm. right? How you've been able to um, strengthen your experiences through through diverse experience. And what does that mean? So there's really an emphasis on DEI, and, and we're starting to see that come through the hiring practices. Um, Every day, more and more. The other piece is an increased focus on remote and flexible work arrangements. You know, we're um, constantly having dialogue and discussion around how can we ensure that our staff members really understand there's flexible work arrangements and, um, you know, the ability to, for, you know, at MathWorks, we have four Four weeks uh, a year, you can work from home. So, really discussing the importance of like the work life balance um, is going to be a trend. Um, and then, you know, the importance of digital skills and technological literacy, right? We talked about generative AI and how we're using it and, you know, how we can bring, bring, bring to life some of the different ways in which we're thinking critically and creatively. Um, so, that's going to be important and data driven decisions i think that's always been the case but more so you know even moving forward um you want to be able to continue to upskill yourself in a way where you're providing quantifiable accomplishments that we talked we spoke about that earlier right so what is the data telling us mm-hmm. um, is 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 a trend but it's going to continue to be a big trend um and then the continued integration of ai and um, Automation in in various ways is is going to continue to um, be a trend this year into next year and years beyond.
0: Well, that that's a lot to process. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of information. Really good information. Um, so, um, you know, thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate you know your um, wisdom and your, your wisdom and your insights have been incredibly informative. Um, you know, and we we really do greatly appreciate you taking time out to
1: to be here with us. I'm grateful to be here to have this conversation with you, Jay, and in the Babson community. Um it's it's always a pleasure to be able to add value and provide insights um in, in any way I can. So thank you for having me and I, and I hope this was a value to anybody who comes across this wonderful podcast. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you're inspired by this conversation and are ready to use Brian's tips for a successful job search.